the usual hork. From studios in a basement and above the garage in suburban Atlanta, welcome to the new and not necessarily improved Godless Heathens podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. And I'm Jeff. And this is still a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will still challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember to buckle up and put on your critical thinking cap because now is not a time for the faint of heart. Amen. (laughs) And this is episode 122, and it's now with one-third less heathen. Yes, the lead to the pod was always Don's, and he is he has retired from the podcasting game to, I think, spend more time online racing. I think that's kind of <laughs> it. Maybe we'll get him on as a guest from time to time, though, if we can get him away from his steering wheel. We'll find out if he actually listens, because he'll be like, there's no way in hell I'm going back on that podcast. <laughs> so we have been away for a while, but not to say that all of the same topics are still there, but uh, kind of are. Kind of um, are. And after a a brief but like unhealthy kind of barrage of news right before we started recording, the old question came up: Can you balance staying in touch with the world and trying to stay sane at the same time? And and you know what? We're recording on uh, Groundhog Day. And it is a little bit like Groundhog Day in the atheist movement. Yeah, well, we will cover that as best we can. But to your point of that's something that uh, I've been struggling with, and Katie and I were actually talking about that when she got home from work tonight on how do you strike a healthy balance between, you know, keeping in tune to what's going on in the world, um, while not not letting it get to um, depress you or, you know, cause too much stress in your life? So how how do you how do you how do you do that? Do you have to walk away from your phone? Do you have to unplug from the internet for a while? What's, I, I do it poorly. I, I I mean I I do it I do it poorly, and I probably need to do it more often, but it's difficult for me too. As it is for me too. I mean, because you know when you're seeing uh, essentially the the democracy crumble around you. It's kind of hard just to say, ah, you know, things are going to be okay. It'll all work out in the end. Um, do you, sure you do you still do you still hear that? I like. Do you hear that from? And if you do, who do you hear it from? Because there are multiple generations that we don't like. We live through you and I through our kids. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of judge. You know, millennials, Gen Z, you know, anybody probably from 18 to what, 30 almost? Something like, I I can't remember the breakdown, but yeah. But like the people that you know in that age bracket, Mm -hmm. normally your kids are friends of your kids. And do your kids or people in that age... Even people who go to, you know, the atheist meetups, do they talk like that? Do they talk like, ah, oh, everything's going to turn out okay in the end? I don't know if they think that. I'm pretty sure that they don't. I think that's gener- I think that's generational. And every gen- and the older you get, 
the more you might believe, like actually believe that. Well, and I think that's that's true because, you know, we've been through presidents and administrations and congresses that were fairly normal. You know, yes, there was always disagreements, there was always battles, um, but still, you know, I can recall when George Bush, George W. Bush was elected, extremely disappointed. You know, that was that, the Chad thing and all that, and, mm -hmm. you know, how that thing was settled was very uh, unsettling and all that. But still, you know, we all kind of came together and it's like, well, he's the president now, you know, so uh, let's hope uh, for the best. Wait, 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 wait a minute. We all came together? No, we didn't. Well, no, well, okay. We were, we, and, and yeah. we were told to. We were right. told to come together. We were told to, we as in, you know, the side that lost, were, were instructed to by our political party, publicly at least, absolutely by the media, and by everybody on the Republican side. And that, not, that didn't, I didn't think, I don't, that I won't speak for you, but I didn't like how that went down. Well, yeah, I guess my memory's a little bit kind of, kind of foggy or misty-eyed, you know, uh, that was quite a while ago, but, um, but I, what I mean, though, is I don't think we were ever afraid of the Republican Party wanting to destroy democracy. You know, he did a lot of, you know, fucked up things with, um, you know, the the Iraq War, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, Dick Cheney was an asshole. Um, but I wasn't in fear of, you know, them dismantling the uh, the democracy like I am now. I, I didn't see them as being um, out and out racist. I don't remember that being, you know. I, that, is, that, is, that is spoken from a perch of privilege. For sure, for sure. Right, right. I admit that readily. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it, it's like now you compare that to what's going on now, like with DeSantis. You know, it's all in out intentional racism, what, what, he's, what he's doing in his state. Where are you, B? Because, yeah. because I, I suspect, I more than suspect, the, the racism is more overt. The racism is more in our face but i think most people of color would tell you that's always been there and it always has been there and now you're just now you're just paying attention but i like also when you talked about normal because normal normal is not a good thing or a bad thing normal is, is the status quo, the structure, uh, the just the the way things maybe are supposed to be, and we don't want to assign what's going on now as normal because it feels not good to us. It feels it, it feels dangerous it feels contrary to what we believe should should be and if we say normal then we will have normalized it and i i don't think we should ever do that and when you say staying in touch with the world and staying sane, I think normalizing things is a way that a lot of people stay sane. Mm. And it doesn't feel, maybe it, maybe it feels like a threat. I mean, now DeSantis has kind of ta almost taken over the news cycle himself. Yes, more so than Trump 
Well, maybe, you know, during his, his run-up in 2016. But it's on par with that, and, and that's what kind of frightens me, too. Um, you posted um, a link to a Twitter feed from the New York Times on their headline. Talk about normalizing things. You know, in their headline it says, DeSantis takes on the education establishment and builds his brand. So reading that, you think it's a normal act. Well, you, I mean, they're approaching it from the political savvy position. Like they work in the politics business. That's, what, that's how people, it's almost like shop talk. It's like political shop talk. It's like, yeah, he's, he's building his brand because he's getting ready to go, go, for, go for a presidential run in 2024. Pretty much ignoring or minimizing the substance as opposed to what it means in the political sphere. We don't live in the, most people don't live in the political sphere. We live in the real world consequences and action and and of of actions like this if you're if you're just a regular consumer you know of of the news and and not like obsessive like like we are you read that headline and, and you think that things are relatively okay i think actually if you read that headline you're probably already on the obsessive side most because when you say quote an average person and uh, yeah what is average <laughs> well uh, if you just want to go by numbers most people aren't going to read the new york times most people aren't going to be on twitter True. most people are True. most people are not going to see that headline they probably will see sound bites from uh ron DeSantis talking about woke Yep. Stupid stuff on gas stoves. He does something all the time. He's he's always churning that stuff up. And they love him for it. They well, and love they do. That's him for it. That's what's frightening, too, is like Trump talked the big talk as far as, you know, being a white Christian. Well, he didn't call himself a white Christian nationalist, but, you know, kind of leading people to believe that's where he was headed. Well, DeSantis is actually implementing it. And so I think that's why he's it, it's frightening when you look at the polls, how how he's you know coming up in the polls. Jeff. Yes. Why are you polls, looking at polls? polls. Uh, oh, by, by the way, by the way, and this is why I didn't want to talk about it before we started recording. <laughs> so I, I, will, I do have one news you can use tip. Okay. How do you balance staying in touch with the world and trying to stay sane? Do not. Pay attention polls. to any polls, especially now. <laughs> what did that do uh, yeah, for yeah, your yeah, mental yeah, yeah. health? It was bad. It was now, by bad, the way, bad scene, man. Feel free to offer up similar type advice to me about anything I can do to stay sane, other than stop paying attention to the news. But right. polls, I, I mean, they're there to attract attention. And, and what did this what did this poll say? Well, basically that that DeSantis is um, mounting a substantial lead over Trump to be the potential Republican nominee by quite a quite a surprising margin. And they you know they take it through like a year ago and, and various months up until now. So you could see this big shift. But the the thing that was kind of frightening to me, is is then they they showed a matchup between DeSantis and Biden. Oh and, goodness gracious! And that All was right, not let's a, hear it. That's not a pretty picture. Okay, I, I'm not going to give you the numbers. That's that's. <laughs> but you, it was no, not no, it was not what? favorable. No, let's hear it. Let, let's hear it because hopefully right. we'll be able to laugh at it in November oh, of 24. All right. So it's it's showing. Let's see. I feel the edit being made as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just lost my place here. Um, okay, here it is. Um, so in January of 2022, they were saying a head-to-head um, run between DeSantis and Biden. It was 34% for 
DeSantis, 43 for Biden, and then there was a 17 for someone else, or when the vote was five. It's now shifted to 45 DeSantis, 38 Biden, and then 13 someone else. I, I, I stand by my earlier statement that you absolutely should not be paying attention <laughs> to the... But at, and, I, and I, I'm serious, because everybody's probably got the the things like this that get their get your that get their hooks into you mm-hmm. and a, a poll 20 months before the election even more right but right. If, yeah. if, with two candidates that may or may not be running against each other is probably not so, if you know that that kind of stuff grabs you that's the kind of stuff you absolutely should avoid and not click through. <laughs> Why did I click on it? Well, <laughs> right before, right yeah. before the the show, there was another bullshit New York Times headline, and that's the kind of thing that that doesn't just put a hook in me. It like puts a spear straight through my rib cage and then spins me around like a foosball table. Those things get me, and paying less attention to them is is easier said than done. But well, I mean, back to our our, our you know our initial launch into you know the healthy balance kind of thing, and, and so that's kind of one of the things that I'm considering, and I'm torn. Is like I subscribe to the New York Times. I also subscribe to the uh, Washington Post and the AJC. I, you know, I there's a lot of good reporters for the New York Times, but I'm very disgusted by some of their, you know, like their headline kind of things that they're doing. Also disgusted that they put on uh, Kellyanne Conway as as a uh, opinion contributor, and they they have some other wackadoodles on there. They they too, so. they do have a you know, and and there there's there's obviously a difference between the opinion side and the news side. Right. But the opinion side does seem to relish trolling a majority of their customers and audience. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate being trolled by somebody I pay or would be paying to subscribe to their news product. And the headline... The latest headline that sent me over the edge was breaking news. The House ousted Ilhan Omar from its foreign affairs panel over past comments on Israel. Settling a score from when Democrats held the majority. So basically, it's nothing more than a tit for tat because when the Democrats had the House... They kicked Marjorie Taylor Greene off of those committees. And this is just all is fair and loving politics. And comparing what Omar said, which she apologized for part of it, versus what MTG said, which was, oh, yeah. which was racist, anti-Semitic. She was... Basically, stalking fellow members of Congress, which I think was AOC. I mean, there was there was no comparison. But nope. to the New York Times, hey man, it's all fifty fifty. You know, yeah, you got one side doing this and one side doing that. Who's to know who's right? We're not calling balls and strikes. It's no, yeah, and, and, you know, it's it's out and out bigotry too against somebody of of color, somebody that's a Muslim. You know, somebody that's, you know, that speaks up a little bit for the Palestinians. Well, it's somebody that doesn't also take their shit. Right, right. And and black Muslim woman who lives in Minnesota, who was an immigrant. Yep. Is, is. Checks all their boxes, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And what does that say to the country? If you are a non-Christian, especially if you are a Muslim, 
now that you know, and you know, now you know how Congress considers you. And every one of the Republicans voted against her. Every one. So you know, you say there's there's some moderate or sensible Republicans in Congress. No, 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 no. I've never said that. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying that that's that's kind of the the mindset. It's is like, that well, your, there's this. Is that your way? Is that your way of saying saying? Is 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 to talk like there are quote normal Republicans? No, no, because I know they're not. But I'm saying is is like you know when McCarthy was trying to get his gavel kind of thing, they called that what the ten people or whatever the um, I forget what they called them, but it was like the 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 wing, you know, the the far right wing of the Republican Party. They're not really far far right of anybody else in Congress and the Republican Party. I think that's one way that people cope, though, Jeff. I think people on both sides of the the political spectrum use that to kind of to kind of cope with the fact that it's not that it that that it is normal, and because it's normal, we shouldn't be as alarmed as we could be. I want to go home after work. I want to have a, a roof over my head. Enough money to go on vacation. I don't want, you know, all this stuff. I, I don't care about it. Now, meanwhile, Fox is pumping that 24-hour woke oh, mob man. is coming after your everything. Yeah, what they call them in that, that one tweet that you uh, you shared? It was like the lizard people. Look, that is <laughs> We just, are the lizard people. That's, that's just, a QAnon. That's QAnon. It, it's... And that was Tucker Carlson, you know, number one rated show on Fox, saying that, right. that the lizard people are coming for your cash. It's, it's, we're going beyond the stove, the gas stove now. And we're coming for your cash. What that is based on, I have no clue. Part of you probably doesn't want to know, and the other part probably needs to know a little bit. Because otherwise, you're walking with your kind of head in the clouds too and you don't know what's going on when so when you when you say normal is it's it feels like a yearning for something in the past that's mm-hmm. not coming back because it look in our lifetime it's not coming back right well that, and that's, you, you kind of talked about the generational thing um and I wonder if that's part of the challenge also is like our kids uh, hadn't lived through as long a history in this country as we have. So their definition of um, normal, and I, you know, I, that's kind of a strange word to use, but their definition of that is different than ours would be just because of, you know, their shorter um history with politics than ours but it, but it's not been it's not been great for it's, sure it, it's yeah. not that we've we've always been at war well Do yeah you? like my kids you know um were young when 9-11 happened that definitely was was kind of a turning point in this country on a lot of levels you know talking about the bush administration um but then we had um obama for two terms, you know, I think we kind of settled into, well, you're going to argue with this too, but Me? more of a, <laughs> but, you know, kind of a more of a relaxed time that, yes, we've moved past, you know, uh, George W. and, you know, Obama, he's, you know, and he's expanding um, human rights and, and you know, um, medical rights, yada, yada, yada. And then there was a, a huge backlash to that. So was there? Or was there a backlash to the fact that he was black? Well, yeah, backlash. I guess you would you would call that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. The but that the way that he was and was reviled, the more popular he became, the more the people that hated him. Like more people didn't hate him. But the people that hated him hated him even more. Oh, yeah. You saw that disdain clearly with McConnell. 
and I can't remember who else, but I don't know. He was one that said he's going to be our, our entire goal of our party is to make him a one-term president. So right. it's just like now, you know, the the Republican-controlled Congress has no chance of passing any of their you know shitty ideas, thankfully. Um, but all they're trying you, to do you, you, is you make better, sure that ho- Biden you hope not. You better you be, you better yeah. you better hope yeah. that's true. Yeah. Because during one of my more recent Twitter sessions, you know who had dinner together the other night? Mm. Take a take a guess of what what did you call it? An unholy merger? Yeah. Kevin McCarthy and Kirsten Cinema. Oh Jesus Christ! So uh. before before you settle back into your your comfy chair and think at least they can't do anything. Mm. And don't then you got don't Man- mansion is still a, a wild card also completely. But and, yeah, cinema actually even more so, I think. Well, no, no, because wild card implies you don't really know what they're going to do. Right. And you know what, what she's going to do. She's, well. she is, a hundred percent out for her, and mm-hmm. if she has a chance to better herself, and I use that in air quotes, she doesn't care who she sells out. When is she up for uh, re-election? Is it this next cycle, twenty twenty-four? I think so. And I think there's a Democrat that's going to run because she's a independent, so she's not going to run as a Democrat, right? She can't, I don't think. No, I, it, it, talk about uh, things that are too early to, to worry right. about. Because right. Bernie was never a Democrat until he ran for president. Yeah, but he caucused with the Democrats. Right, and, and I think you know. she kind of will too-ish. Yeah, but, but she's talking about McCarthy. The more, the more we talk about her, the more your brain cells die. Um, <laughs> and... and, it, and not paying attention to uh, drama kings and queens and stunt artists like cinema might be another way to kind of stay sane. Well, where did, where did you hear about uh, this this dinner date? Twitter. Okay. Twitter. So, yeah, because I don't think I saw it. Eh, you know, it wasn't in the AJC. I know that, and I I, I don't always read thoroughly the the Wapo or the the Times. So was it? I wonder if it was covered in there. Was it linked to an article or not at the time because it was happening? Oh, you know, okay. somebody took a picture. It's very kind of TMZ. Yeah. Which. Well, let me let me ask you this because I know I know Twitter is like one of your main sources of uh, what what's haps. Um, are are you are you looking to? Um, like get rid of it? Not get rid, because I don't think you can. I am looking to get rid of it. Damn. Dang. I, like, legit. For multiple reasons. But I don't know. There is no suitable replacement. Well, that's what I was going to ask, is, is you know, like Facebook, you know, forget that. Um, and I don't know what other reliable social media platforms there are well speaking of, speaking of facebook one of the reasons one of the reasons you should not be paying attention to premature premature DeSantis stories is for the most part dotard has taken himself out of the game because he got kicked off of facebook and he got kicked off of twitter and he went for i mean uh, this is shocking, I know. Went for a quick cash grab with Truth Social. And he's been kind of on the sidelines. So if he truly decides to run, he will be back on every platform in force. And you will not be able to avoid hearing the latest thing burp out of his brain. Well, let me ask you. So I, I thought he was officially running. 
I didn't think that was a debate. Now, how far he's going to go, I don't well, know. I would, so, genuinely curious. Why do you think he's officially running? Because he's not made an announcement. Oh, I thought he did make an announcement. That's, that's what he's good at, is talking about stuff. No, no, like, he's, like he's, like he, he's going to sue somebody, and then he never does. Like, all he does yeah. is throw out the fact that he might... And it's, oh, this is the day he's going to officially declare. And does he? No. Kind of talks about it. And then he'll say, if, if I were to run again. And then everybody oh. thinks he's actually declared. I, I must do... have mis misunderstood some stuff. I thought he was officially running. But I guess when you do that, then that changes, um, like, pack money and all that kind of Well, you can structure. guarantee what he will do. Is going is going to be what enriches him the most, or in this case, potentially shields him now from criminal prosecution, because the Merrick Garland Justice Department will not be actively prosecuting him if he runs for president. Now, you can lament that as a as a tired norm. And I, I would not disagree with you, mm -hmm. but do not be surprised if they call off the dogs when he officially announces. Because I, I don't think he has. But the other lawsuits going on, like the one in New York City and then the one here in Atlanta, I don't think they would uh, back off. You I have think no idea that would do you. God, no, Jeff, Jeff, no, we're, only, we're, we're, only, we're only a half hour in. Pass the hopium. <laughs> Give me another hit of the By, by the way, but the way people cope, absolutely. Hope. The hopium. Hopium. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Because who doesn't want it to be better? Who doesn't want it to be, to be nicer? Who doesn't mm -hmm. want it to be more civil? Who doesn't want to to stop hearing about woke this and woke that and constant culture wars and the first thing a governor does when she takes office is like bans the use of the term Latinx. Like, like who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Obviously not us, but the but the people that elected her did. Which means you're going to get more of it. So mm -hmm. how do you stay in touch without paying attention or, or getting too much of that like mental shrapnel from that crap? Or maybe right. you shouldn't be ignoring it because they might be winning. You, you know, I, I'd be curious if there's any history books on uh, a just typical resident of Germany when when Hitler was coming to power is like what was going through their minds you know oh, I just I need to get to work you know I need to go to the bakery and make my my uh, whatever pretzels or whatever they make in in the German strudel bakeries uh, but you know what i'm saying is like and that was before the time obviously of social media that was just you know newspapers and radio was basically it i think that was probably even before television um so you know what was what was their mindset how did you know how did they cope and is that what brought them there is is not being willing to admit that there's something going on here that's uh not good. What what are you what are you willing to what what are you willing to give up? What what are you willing to lose? It doesn't it doesn't get it doesn't get a lot of attention. But what's going on in South Atlanta uh with that fight over over Cop City is I think deserving of more attention by regular ass people you have a you have now somebody dead and the circumstances are are 
kind of kind of kind of sketchy and those people whether you whether you agree with them you know like them or their movement they're laying it on the line to stop something that they believe not only should be stopped but if you're going to do it do it somewhere else do it up in buckhead put it up in dunwoody don't take the take a what's left of forest and put a giant simulation together so cops can crack more heads now that's what they that's what they that's that's their motivation yeah that's why i guess i'm i'm a little bit confused on the issue there i do understand you know the deforestation aspect of it, and i totally agree with that is is like you know there's all these other you know um empty buildings and things like that i'm not quite sure you know what kind of facility they're looking to to build there but but obviously there's other places there's probably a lot of big box stores that are vacant that they can they can they, repurpose. They need, they, well they're going to tell you they need more space and they need that they need it to train and the people that they that that cops rain fire down on usually usually the poor people usually the usually the minorities among us or or more frequently than their numbers and why there and it's all in it so you're going to put this in our backyard to practice cracking down on us hey man how convenient you can go straight well, from the practice field right into the game you well, don't have to drive what, very far that's the other part that i'm unclear on is like what kind of training are they talking about down there is it i mean if it's a cracking heads definitely not but you know we we all agree that police need some kind of uh training so we don't see events like has been happening over and over and over again but if that's not the kind of training that's taking place down there, if it's, you know, like... I don't like, think it's... I don't, I, I'll put it this way. I, I don't think they're going to spend as much time on de-escalation training. Or mental health or things uh, like that. For, I mean, to sure, me, sure that's not. the kind of training that's, that's essential. And if that's not what's going on there, then I, then I agree with the protesters then. And you don't even have to agree with the protesters to want a different style of policing just because you may not want cop city or that you may want police to police in a different way doesn't mean you are not quote supporting the police because these days unless you agree with what the police do 100 percent of the time you get tagged with you don't support the police or who are you going to call when when you need something on on nine one one, that's right. You're one. You're one of the defund the police people. Well, if you're not on board a hundred percent, you're it, over there com- completely. And yeah. by the way, the biggest threat to police is all the guns that are out there. For sure. And, and right. the open carry and everybody being armed and that's a that is a society that's dangerous to police. And there are police that that want that kind of gun control for those yep. very reasons but you don't hear about them when the when the police unions are 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 talking and by the way where were the police unions um in memphis didn't hear didn't hear many you always hmm. hear from the new york police union and you heard right, from the police right. union in minneapolis and anytime anytime something goes wrong you will hear from the police union defending the police. They didn't defend those. They, they did not loudly defend their it's brethren. It's kind of hard to. In Memphis. It's kind of hard when you when you see the video. It's kind of hard you know to what? defend there, that there's, there's, on there, any level. There was there was video of George Floyd, and they did. And there was right. there was there's always there's video of every of almost everything now. See, I that's what's whack. Cops are black, huh? I think about that. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, that's what's what's whack to me is um, 
even though they have these body cams, that does nothing to make them reconsider their actions. If you put it in a movie, you would you would think it would be completely absurd. But there's a guy that had a knife and in a wheelchair and he didn't have any legs. This was this week. Hmm. He had a knife and there he there was a there was this this incident with the cops and I don't know what what started it but he but he had literally no legs and he was armed with a knife and he tried to run away on the well not run away reel away no on his on the stumps of his Whoa. legs wow so this guy who had a knife he is running and you got to use the term loosely because he's he had no legs beyond his stumps and he was he was going not very fast and he was he was running away from the cops he did have a knife and they shot him seven times and killed him oh i totally missed that one seven it, it killed him this was in la wow that was this week wow now wow, wow, wow. now going back to the original premise of the show are you better off knowing that and being a little bit more sane mm-hmm. or do you really need to see what's going on and absorb it in all its terribleness? It's almost like you wish there would be like you would you would have one day where you would have all the information about the police bullshit going on and then you could be done with that for a while. But you know, like you pointed out, though, is is in our privileged position. That that's not one of our major fears. Uh, no, and and it, 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 it's not really, you know, like a perfunctory statement to say that the the police have a, a difficult job frequently, particularly with an armed populace. Oh yeah, because everybody yeah. is. More, not everybody, more people are wound. They're wound. There, there's, there's just like, there's like a tension in the air in places that you would not expect them to be. And a lot of times the police have to, have to deal with it. And they're on edge and they're wound and terrible things happen. I don't know how you de-escalate the world. The world could use could use some de-escalation. But the things that escalate it basically get pumped into your brain every waking hour of the day. So, how do you how do you de-escalate without completely tuning out? Because being able yeah. to tune out and not let it affect you is an absolute privilege and luxury. Right. That Just not that, that's that means that means you're the right color. That you got enough that you got enough money to be comfortable. You got a roof over your head. You probably have health insurance. You 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 are you are blissfully unaware or maybe not even unbothered because unbothered makes it sound like you would be callous. Right. But right. not directly not directly affected like all the things that we talked about you 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 genuinely and i the same way horrific horrific but not first person boy sure sounds like privilege you know it kind of reminds me of the desmond tutu quote um if you're neutral in situations of injustice you have chosen the side of the oppressor if an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate neutrality. So it's the same kind of thing here. I think that applies. So if, if we just, because we're not personally impacted by police brutality, then we're, we're neutral on it. And, and it's like, no, we have to fight for those that, you know. Well, you, that, asked, you asked a few minutes ago, how did that happen in Germany? Just like that. 
I mean, just like that. But I, by staying neutral? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. He, I, I, he's, he's not bothering me. And right. I, I, I really didn't like those insert name of undesirable group. Anyway. Yeah, that are taking my job and making me unemployed. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't like their religion. They're not, they're not true Germans. They might be immigrants. They, they don't, they don't speak the language. How many of those things? Like, how many of those? Things, they're not. The, they're definitely, absolutely not the right religion. They don't even believe in the right God. Right. Those people definitely going to hell. That's how. That's how it happens. And I, I have been. Accused is not the right word, but tagged with being too negative. And and I do one of my defenses is I'm just paying attention. And I, I believe that could I play could I pay less attention? Sure. Yeah, but at what cost? At what cost? I, I, down the road. Yeah, I. I I don't know. Ignorance is ignorance is is not is not bliss, right? Uh, for me, definitely but not. It, but it also gets back to so how much power do you and I have to change the course? I mean, you know, right now, all we have is is the power of the vote and the power to um, participate come election time in you know. Getting other people out to vote, you know, making sure they're registered, all, all, all that kind of stuff. But you know, the last number of years has been, you know, all hands on deck, and yet here we are. We have, you know, Governor Kemp in office. We have who won big? Who won? Who won big? big. Yeah, yeah, and then none of these other, you know far better um, um, candidates on the Democrat side for lieutenant governor, secretary of state, on down the line. None of them. I think, I think it, is, it is a fail that there has not, there has not been, a, uh, there's not been a, uh, a reckoning for that. And well, and, 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 I, I, think, I, mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's, a, it's absolutely a fail to, to not at least discuss or figure out why that happened. Well, a big part of it, I think, and I was disappointed when I when I saw those numbers. It was just a little bit above fifty percent, and I'm talking about this last election for governor and then senators and all those others is just a little bit over 50% of voting age people participated. So that's that's saying, you know, 40 some odd it's not, percent. It's, it's not it's not the it's not the customer's fault. It's not the customer's fault. What do you and mean? You you and that's that's actually that and that that's one of my disappointments. Stacy Abrams Got beat. Got beat fairly handily. Why did Stacey Abrams get beat? What did we do? What did we not do? What should we do differently? And by the way, no sacred cows. Because if she's too big to criticize, or if she's too big to do a... A thorough postmortem, then we're not gonna we're not gonna learn from that loss, and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna continue losing. Right, and and you know, I've heard a lot of it blamed on the voter suppression laws, and certainly that didn't help. But still, when you see the you know the stats on just a little over fifty percent. Voted. That's not a voter. You know, the other forty some percent weren't weren't suppressed from voting. They just didn't give a shit. I don't. Well, that's, you know. But you didn't. You didn't. You didn't give them a message that they that they could wrap their head around. You didn't. You didn't reach them. You didn't give them a reason to vote for you. 
they were unmotivated for uh, who knows why. Look, uh, Stacey Abrams was amazing in in 2018. And she had, you knew exactly what she was going to do because she told you. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're, you know, there are people out there. We just need, and this was her, we need them to actually get out and vote for us. There are Democratic voters out there that want this. We are going to reach them. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear that as much in 2022. You didn't, you didn't hear that message as much. And I'm not blaming, because I'm not that, I'm not a political professional. But when you lose, to use a sports analogy, when you lose, maybe you fire the coach. Maybe you figure out where your team uh, got beat, where you, you know, you watch the film, you, you play the game back, you look at the, you look at the numbers and have we done that other than, you know, maybe look, maybe our competition is really good. And Kemp, unfortunately for Democrats, is a good politician and he doesn't make the same kind of overt culture war crap that just gets headlines on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm a fan but if you don't analyze where you lost or where you got beat, what kind of confidence are you going to have going into the next election that you that you've learned anything from it? Right, than just right, going right. up in this to the the same playbook. Yep. And well, it's I, the same thing with uh, you know Warnock squeaking out that uh, victory is like, well, look at who he ran against. Had that candidate been a little more, you know, sane and rational, let's say um, Purdue ran again or uh, Loeffler ran against him, I think it could have been a different outcome. Possibly. But, I don't know. You know we're, but, but when we do that, like we're, we're playing junior pundit. Right, and right. it's not – there's there are, there are professionals who, who, are, who, sh, who are doing this. But mm-hmm. and I'm, maybe they're doing maybe they're doing it behind the scenes, but it it, it certainly doesn't certainly doesn't feel like it. All right. Um, well, the other, the other thing that I think that you know that that we don't do justice to is, you know, we live and play in the Atlanta area, so we're kind of we're kind of spoiled by the politics in this region being fairly progressive you get outside atlanta not Mm. very far even you know like cherokee county and the politics and the religious structure etc etc changes dramatically so i you know i think we kind of have this myopic vision for georgia and think it's purple just because we see purple well we see purple because we've got two democratic senators and the the Democratic candidate has won the state the last two elections. So, you know, in that respect, you know, it is it is purple in that respect. And then that's where it kind of ends. And mm-hmm. that that is there's a there's a reality in there somewhere that in some ways we are choosing to ignore. Um, but talking about this. It doesn't doesn't make me any saner. You know, let's go to a let's go to a more uh, sane topic: the atheist movement. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> a board member of American Atheists resigned, and then right after he resigned, they basically said uh, we were going to fire him anyway, or maybe not fire him, but all of this years worth of harassment sexual harassment years huh years yeah years and like usual multiple stories multiple times and the atheist movement 
loves to read about the hypocritical ministers yep. and all of the the gotcha stories. You know, yep. you're not so holier than thou. Yep, the Jerry Falwell pool boy story. and yeah. uh, Yep, all that. Yep. And now... David Silverman in 2018, and then I forget, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Torres, but it looks like Torres. It could be wrong. And then uh, even even Mandisa Thomas. I don't know if there is a larger lesson, but it is one of the reasons that I don't really like to dunk in ways like that because... Look at us, or look at our organizations, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's not about religion; it's about power. And so, you know, both of these, you know, atheist organization and you know the church organizations are about power. And um, oh, atheist position. Atheists, atheists, absolutely look at. Look at the religion side, though, when somebody from, if Andy Stanley, all of a sudden, somebody hacks his phone and you get five years of text messages where he is harassing his parishioners or, you know, in in Silverman's case, basically sexually assaulting people, he's going to get dunked on from the religious side. And be called a, a hypocrite, and this is and what rightly you, so. This is what rightly your religion so. does, yeah. But but when when Mandisa Thomas hasn't really talked about what happened, but she's resigned from a couple of um, in in her case. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, she resigned yeah, from a couple of uh, cup, she resigned from the American Atheists, and she resigned from the American Humanists now, and it, it was a. In the atheist movement, at least, it was a it was a story, and it was, and it sucked to read, because yeah, because we know her personally, yeah. and um, she's been on the show, trailblazer, absolutely yeah. trailblazer, and but, you know from from the information we have, you can equate which isn't much two right. I mean, you know, best I can tell, hers was a one time. Impropriety. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I, I. But I'm saying, you know, that's the only thing I heard of where this right. other guy um, sounds like he's been a serial abuser. Well, he he's got he's got di- a he's track got like record. a digital trail, right? Um, and it's it's a it's obviously it's more than a bad look. It, it is a. It does open opened the atheist movement up to kind of finger-pointing criticism. And, you know, you'd like your institutions to be to be better than that. But For sure, yeah. Some of these, some of the, some of the details of the stories probably, you know, will never come out and never should come out. But it, it, it is, it's a bummer. I mean, it's it's a bummer as an atheist, and, and people are like, well, why don't we have stronger institutions, and why aren't more people involved in the movement? And there you go, mm-hmm. again. Yeah, we went through it not that long ago with Silverman, like you say, and and. But I mean, you know, I, I like I, said, I people kind of falsely assume that it's religion that is the you know, the fertile ground for these kind of escapades. But well, it, atheists like it, will absolutely tell you that. Right. And, and it, it's like you're not. And you know, I, I remember when I became an atheist and I started going to a lot of the conventions and you can kind of tell there was a. Uh, I got to be careful what I say here. Kind of a, a power structure, hierarchy. Dominance, very similar very much parallel to the the religious side of things oh they probably would hate to hear that too well uh, no but i'm saying where where, where you have um people that you put on pedestals 
Sure. And, like I remember Dawkins, you know, everybody put him on a high pedestal. And then when he had these these things, you know, oh, you can't, you know, everybody piled on. Anybody that criticized, you can't say, you can't say that. It's like, that's the problem is you went, when you set people up on a pedestal, you, you, you expect perfection that that's not going to be there. And just because you're an atheist doesn't mean that you're going to be, um, a progressive or <laughs> these days especially well right right but you know that's just one box that you're checking you're you're not checking all these other things you know that you you know you're you still might be a misogynist you still might be um might be a republican <laughs> 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 but you know I, i'm just saying that that anytime that you start to elevate people into positions of power that goes to their head and so they think they could take advantage. You know, I could, like Trump said, I can grab them by the pussy and, you know, and you can get away with it. And that's kind of that, that, that power rush kind of thing that people get when they're in those positions. So it, it's, it certainly doesn't do anything. It, it doesn't do anything for the, for the already probably bruised, the bruised image. Um, and, I don't know. That's that. That's kind of tough because it it kind of that sentences us to more irrelevance. But if you can't get your own house in order, how are you going to get well, anybody else to follow? Yeah. Well, we certainly can't compl- uh, can't claim superiority in in that aspect. You no. Know, if you're thinking this is going to be uh, you know uh, you know everybody's equal. There's no problems there's you know none of that no we're humans we're still humans which is why you brand yourself normally as a humanist and not really an atheist well because it's more uh, of what i do ascribe to rather than what i don't right on yeah so i have a recommendation and i recommended it at uh the last gathering and I stand by it. Um, okay. and that would be the last of us on HBO. Um, yeah, I, if, I put that on my queue. I haven't started watching you're not it. Not watching but... it. You, you should be. It is, it is, it is, uh, apocalyptic post civil society. Um, <laughs> I did, it is based on a video game that I did not play. Um, Never, yeah, I'm not, not a fan of video but, games. But yeah, uh, I'm three. They're three episodes in. It's by the same guy that did Chernobyl, which was which Ooh. was which was excellent. Um, yeah. De- depressing as hell, but yes. So is this a depressing as hell? <laughs> well, it is apocalyptic <laughs> post civil society. So you know, it doesn't have a happy it, ending. It's not it? a. Uh, it's it's certainly not the 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 comedy riot of the summer. Not a laugh um, a minute. <laughs> it, 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 it is not. Um, it is a virus that has basically ended life on Earth as we know it. You can pretty much take from there, but it's really well done. Um, powerful TV. Wow. Okay, well, this is my cue. I have to finish up with The Sopranos, and when I get done with that, then I'll I'll watch it. So what I wanted to do is, and this this is it was kind of tougher than I thought. I wanted to find a like what's going on in the world that's positive, you know, rather than being all about the the doom and gloom, DeSantis and atheist community all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I I found an article that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, is the USDA approves the first vaccine for honeybees? Did you see that in your Twitter feed? Did not. Yeah. Did not. A bio, biotech company in Georgia has received conditional approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture for the first vaccine for honeybees. Uh, move scientists say will help pave the way for controlling a range of viruses and pests that have decimated the global population. You know, we, we know how important honeybees are for our food supply. So keeping them um, healthy... Uh, is is a good thing. So this company that developed it is is based in Athens, Georgia, and so it's kind of a 
cool thing. And 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 no, they don't they don't take the little bees and poke them with a needle. It's it's like a, a food source that they yeah, oh, yeah, so they, now they jab you're, you're done with you're done with vaccinating people. Now you got to give the jab to the bees okay. too. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm not going to say that that that's how the last of us started, but I'm sure there's a science fiction book out there that takes a takes a vaccinated plant or human or animal and lets loose destruction on a planet. So, you know, maybe that's that maybe that's the news of the next apocalyptic show where we're going to save all the bees and then they turn into giant murder hornets. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and they they sting you and you die and okay, sorry. I yeah, thought this yeah. I I took something positive and <laughs> made it a negative. My bad. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, your reputation is still intact, Jerry. <laughs> well, I'm being true to myself. So anyway, that's that's kind of my goal is every episode I'm going to try my best to find a little glimmer of positive news going on in the world. And every week will not be like this. And if it is... I hope not. <laughs> can't, you know what? Then the world just needs to be better. Yep. It's not, I'm going to be like a Democrat in Georgia. It's not my fault. It's the world's fault, man. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. And while uh, before Elon Musk completely kills Twitter, we're still at Godless Podcast. So you, we will we will ever be and forever sharing yeah. our. You know what? That's what I'll do. I will do positive, uh, life affirming stories through the godless twitter account that will give me a reason ah, to find oh. the happy stuff yep and and it's not so easy jerry i'll warn you but they're out right. there <laughs> <laughs> all right see you in two weeks everybody all right take care Stinking devil, I'll shoot him with my gun. He made me mad. The devil's bad. The devil is a bum, but the devil is my friend. The devil is my friend. Wherever I go, the devil will go. The devil is my friend, and Godzilla is my friend. Godzilla is my friend. Wherever I go, Godzilla go. Godzilla is my friend, and Shinko was my friend, and Brzezik was my friend, and Andrew Bob he just popped up now.